Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. Vacation time vastly increases the danger of forest fires all over the country. Millions of people enjoy the mountains and woodlands on hiking, camping, and fishing trips. And of course, the more people there are in the forests, the greater the danger of fire. Each year, forest fires take a tragic toll. But the fight against forest fires can be won if each of us will take common sense precautions. Because of public interest, the number of forest fires has been reduced thus saving lives, property, water supplies, wildlife, and timber. Join in the fight against carelessness. When in or near a forest, be sure to crush out cigarette, cigar, and pipe ashes. Break matches in two after using. Drown all campfires, then stir and drown again. Find out the law before using fire. Remember, one moment of carelessness can destroy national beauty and wealth that can never be replaced. Forest fires have been called America's most shameful waste because they can be prevented. Did you ever watch a Hollywood crew shoot a motion picture? Well, stick around, because here on the set of Magnolia Manor, the epic movie now being filmed just outside of Wistful Vista, things are being readied for the big final scene. Listen to the confusion. Who those cameras in here, Mike? Mr. Duval wants the D.C. shot from here. Eddie, get those reflectors up, will you? Coming up. Johnson, Marco, Carl, set Mr. Duval's chair in the shade. Uh, makeup for Mr. Bronson. His mold came off again. A script, girl. Script. Check McGee again, will you? Be sure he's lying. Oh, my goodness, this is exciting. I've never been on a movie set before. Have you, Dr. Gamble? Well, not in years, Molly. Not since I worked for good old D.W. Griffith. D.W. Griffith? Didn't you know? I was the doctor at the birth of a nation. Oh, <laughs> darling. <laughs> you sent me our chipper this morning. That's that prescription I wrote out for myself last night. It's working like a tonic. What does it say? It says take Friday morning off. Hey, incidentally, where is our star, the uh, the Rory Calhoun of the rocking chair set? Well, he's in his dressing room getting ready. Oh. They're putting the makeup on. Oh, he's so excited. I don't blame him. This whole thing is just fantastic, Molly. McGee being offered a part in a Hollywood movie like this. It's the darndest thing I ever Yeah, heard and of course, of. he still doesn't know he got the part because he rushed into their burning house uh, the other day and rescued their heroine while they were shooting the big fire scene. <laughs> I know he did, but what does that have to do with this? Well, I overheard the director say that this was the only way he could save the picture. By writing McGee into the picture so it looks like he belongs there, you see? Oh, I never thought of that. Well, of course. No wonder they call... Shh, here he comes now. Uh -huh. Oh, thank you, my good man. Thank you. That will be all. Have my valet stand by. Hello, dear. Hi, oh, McGee. Oh, oh, hi, Doc. Hey, how do you like me in my costume, kids? How's my makeup? How do I look? Oh, I think you look wonderful, McGee. Dirty, but wonderful. Well, I'm supposed to be dirty, Molly. When the scene opens, I've just rode all night through a swamp to meet Captain Greystar. 
I'm the captain's best and truest friend. Boy, is he in trouble. Go ahead, scoff, Bucket Seat. But when this picture comes out and you see me up there on that silver screen, just remember one thing. What's that? Don't eat too much popcorn. You won't be able to get up out of the seat when the show's over. Oh, <laughs> McGee. You know, Doc, it's too bad they aren't shooting Moby Dick out here because I got a whale of a part for you. <laughs> Gee whiz, don't you get it, Moby Dick, a whale? It ain't funny, McGee. Ain't even mildly amusing. And look, wouldn't you be smart to run over your lines a few times before they call you? An old trooper like me, I got that part down perfect, Doc. So have I, as a matter of fact. He only has one speech, Doctor. And it's dynamite, though. After Captain Greystark, that's Brick Bronson, the star, uh-huh. after he makes an eight-page speech asking McGee to look after his southern bride, Melanie, because the captain has to go back and fight the Yankees, McGee I'll said... I'll tell him, Molly, I'll tell him. I'll do the part for him. How's it start? Fear not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, fear not, Captain Haystack. Greystark. Captain Greystark, you can count on me. To louse up your picture. To louse up your... Oh, cut it out, Doc. <laughs> I had a perfect till you come over here. Now you got me all mixed up. All right, right. stand by, everybody. Stand by. All set, oh, Mr. Duvall. Quick, give me the line, Molly. Ah, uh, fear not, Captain Greystark. You can count on me. Fear not, Captain Greystack. Greystark, you can count on me. Oh, uh, Mr. McGee, we're ready for you. Oh, good, good luck, luck McGee. Yeah, well, thanks, my friends. Hollywood, here I come. Good luck, Mr. Back to Wistful Vista in a minute. The next time you go to the beach or on a picnic, double your fun by taking along a new RCA Victor portable radio. You'll be able to relax in the sunshine and at the same time enjoy all your favorite radio programs. Take along the Super Personal, for example. It's as small as a book. Weighs no more than a lady's handbag, so it's easy to take anywhere. But don't let its small size fool you. This super personal performs with big room size volume. And believe it or not, this smart-looking portable can be yours for as little as $29.95. That's the lowest price ever for an RCA Victor portable. But it's only one of the many portable radios you'll find at your RCA Victor dealer. They're smartly styled in a rainbow display of dazzling colors... You're bound to find one you like because you get the pick of the portables when you choose an RCA Victor. Remember the world's best names for quality. RCA and RCA Victor. Okay, Bob, I'm ready. Let's get the show on the road. That is my intention, Mr. McGee. Good. Oh, first, I have the honor of introducing you to the gentleman you are going to play the scene with, our star, Rick Bronson. Oh, hi, Mr. Bronson. How are you? No doubt you remember Mr. Bronson for his memorable role as the blind gladiator in my last epic, Son of Quo Vadis. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, you were great in that, Bronson. Very adequate performance. Uh, thank you. Nice of you. Oh, uh, before we begin, there's a question I'd like to ask you about that gladiator picture. Oh? You know that scene at the beginning where all them Roman soldiers dragged you into the Colosseum, handed you a short club, and threw you to the lions? Yeah. Well, what happened after that? I went out to get some popcorn, and there was such a long line when I came back, the picture was over. The cartoon was pretty good, though. They had Gerald McBoing Boing, and I always... All right, ready on camera. Uh, Ready on cameras. Let's go. Places, everyone. Mr. Duval is ready to shoot. Quiet on the set. Well, I guess that's us, Bronson, old man. This is it. Ah, uh, fear not, Captain Grey Stark. You can count on me. All right, cut. That's it. 
Well, Mr. McGee, congratulations. Fine scene. Didn't have to stop the cameras once. Thirteen's my lucky number, Duvall. I had the feeling when we did it the thirteenth time I'd get it right. All right, you set up. Ready for your final scene, Mr. Bronson. Oh, Cecil, get Mr. Bronson's horse. Uh, Yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Bronson's horse for the dash through the enemy lines... Union soldiers, stand by. Oh, McGee, you were just wonderful. I'm so proud of you. Well, my boy, you were great, finally. Well, thank you, my admiring public. Well, is that all, Duvall? That's it, Mr. McGee. Now, all we have to do is shoot this last scene where Brick Bronson returns to his unit through the enemy lines, and the picture is complete. Oh, goodness, I can't get over it. My husband in a big, epic production. I'm dying to see it on the screen. You very nearly didn't, Mrs. McGee. What do you mean? I'm referring to a telegram I received from Hollywood this morning. Thank heavens your scene is finished and nothing went wrong. Oh, read it to them, Cecil. Uh, yes, sir. Why is everyone taking off their hats? It's from Mr. Epic, the head of the studio. Oh. Dear Duval, just received your report on Secret of Magnolia Manor. You are now 90000 over budget. I consider this picture a jinx. One more slip-up or delay and we junk it. Those are my orders, signed... Daryl J. Epic, boss. Gee, good thing nothing went wrong, huh? Well, the danger point is past. Your scene is finished. And now, if you will excuse me, I will get back to the camera. Oh, sure. Well, thanks, Duvall. After the film is finished and the offers come pouring in, you know where you can reach me. Bye. Come on, dearie. Let's get out of the way while they set up this last scene. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. There's Rick Bronson. I'll say goodbye to him. Just take a minute. All right, but hurry. I want to get home and phone Mabel Toops about yeah, this. Yeah, I have to get back to the office. It's probably filled in the rafters with impatient patients. I'll just be a minute. Uh, oh, Bronson. Oh, it's you, McGee. Well, I see you're all set for the final scene. Just stop by to wish you luck. Thank you, but this is nothing. All I have to do is get on this horse, ride to the clearing, leap off and run through the Union soldiers while they fire blanks at me. <laughs> well, let's hope nobody slips a real one in for laughs, huh? <laughs> yeah. Now, if you'll excuse me while I get on my horse. Easy, boy. Easy. Come on, McGee. Let's go. In a minute. Here, Bronson, that horse looks a little restless. Let me give you a leg up. No, McGee, don't do that. Let him get on by himself. Come on, give me your foot. Up we go. Let go. Oh, 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 no. Heavenly day. Threw him right over the horse. Oh, oh, my leg. Oh. McGee, you clumsy idiot. Gee whiz, I didn't get my bag, somebody. Stand back there. Give him room. Mr. Bronson, let me look at that. What happened? That stupid jerk threw me clear over my horse. I think my leg's broken. Oh, how terrible. What? Oh, it can't be broken. You can't break your leg, Bronson. I won't have it, you hear? You've got to run a hundred yards in this scene. I won't have your leg broken. Sorry, Mr. Duval. He'll do no running for a month. Get a stretcher, somebody. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Well, gee, was it... can you take care of him all right, Doc? You won't need me, will you? Beat it, stupid. Oh. Get out of here. Mickey! Come back here. Oh, my beautiful picture. Ruined. Hand him off, somebody. Sister, get up a posse. Get a rope. Oh, no. Mickey! Come back here. Mickey! Come back here. Fibber and Molly will be right back. If you're like so many people, you find it quite a problem to keep up with the news in this fast-changing world of ours. There never seems to be enough time to read and hear it all. Well, NBC has the answer to that problem for you. 
It's a Sunday afternoon program called Weekend, and it's a two-hour radio newspaper designed to keep you informed of all the latest events. Front-page stories, sports, society news, anything that made news during the week is recounted for you on Weekend by expert reporters like Leon Pearson, Merrill Muller, Tex and Jinx McCrary, and many others. Keep up with the headlines and go behind the headlines for the inside stories each Sunday on Weekend. And don't forget such special NBC news features as Meet the Press, American Forum of the Air, Chicago Roundtable, and many others. Programs that bring you the people who make news in person. Stay with NBC for the best in news coverage from all over the world. What a mess. Doc said Bronson's leg wasn't broken, though. Just sprained his ankle. Huh? That's right, thank goodness. Although he'll be laid up a month with it. I feel awful about the poor guy. Gee whiz, I'm the awkwardest, stupidest... Oh, now, you didn't do it on purpose, after all. Oh, I'd hate to try to explain that to Duvall. Boy, if I hadn't run through the costume department and grabbed a beard and uniform and then mingled with them Union soldiers while we hunted for me, them guys would have had me strung up to the Let's high... not talk about it. Take your beard off. It's bedtime. Okay. Ooh. Good night. Good night, all. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production. With Bill Thompson as Cecil, Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble, Joe Kearns as Duval, Paul Fries as Brick Bronson, and Frank Gerstle as the electrician. Next Monday, Fibber and Molly reminisce about the old days as they look over some yellowing photographs. And it almost gets them in trouble. This is John Wald urging you to listen in. Get behind the headlines to the heart of the news tonight on the NBC Radio Network.